Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Rachel Stoltz. And I'm Jillian Pretzel. Welcome, Jillian. (laughs) This intro was a little bit different. Yeah. We are without Natalie now because she has gone off and had a baby. She sure has. Uh, Good for her. And I feel kind of sneaky. It's just sneaking in here. Everybody's thinking the next voice is going to be like, hi, I'm Natalie, but it's not. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're very happy for Natalie. We send our congratulations. She had a baby boy named Walter. And uh, he and mom are doing very well. So we're thrilled for them, but we're going to be without Natalie for a little bit. And in the interim, Jillian is going to be helping us out. Jillian Pretzel is one of our most fantastic writers. Stop. Jillian, you have been covering. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Keep going. No, keep going. Tell me more. Jillian, you've been covering a lot of stories for us, um, specifically in the realm of kind of the reality TV show recaps that we've been talking about on the podcast. I know you've also interviewed a bunch of HGTV stars, so... That's super cool. And we do hope that maybe some of those will make their way onto the podcast. Anyway, this is a big, long introduction for you. Welcome, Jillian. I'm so thrilled to have you here as our uh, co-host this week. Oh, I am so thrilled. Um, Just so much fun. Yeah. And uh, reality TV is is my life. Um, I watch it constantly. Uh, we have had many long conversations about the shows that we have watched and um you've given me some suggestions of some of them that I've been falling behind on. I need to I need to get up on that. Me too. You give me suggestions and I'm like, "Oh, great. I'll I'll watch that right after my 12 hours of The Farmer Wants a Wife." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh which what is what would you say? Okay. Start by telling our listeners what is your favorite reality home improvement show oh that's hard if you had to pick one if you're going to a desert island and they only had one show from hgtv or bravo or netflix that you could watch on a loop see that's different from what's my favorite show though because if i'm on an island and i can watch whatever i really don't Mm. want it to be anything related to an island or the beach i want to see people (laughs) in like middle america like i if I'm on an island, I want to watch Good Bones because sometimes it snows there, um, and I'm I'd feel extra cozy, point. warm. Um, okay, but I think that my favorites are anything that's in my hometown, which is a weird thing to say. I'm I'm in Orange County, California, and we have the most ridiculous real estate here. I don't don't move here. Um, <laughs> no one moves here anymore. They leave because it's so expensive. But we like watching reality show people do it because it's funny to watch people spend so much money. Um, yeah. But um, Tarko Musa and Christina Hack have their own shows that are here in Orange County. And they uh, have been on TV for, you know, since I was born, basically. And they they do a lot of houses where I'm like, oh, I know that house. Oh, I, I know that street. And that's always fun that for would be me. Fun. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I when I'm hearing, you know, not on my island destination, I like to watch things that are here because it's fun. But if I'm on an island, I want to watch something different. I don't okay. know why. It doesn't make sense. 
No, that makes sense. Would you, <laughs> but you wouldn't want to watch something from home on an island? No. Oh. Because if I'm on an island, I, I don't miss home. I'm worried about my, where my next Mai Tai is coming from. I don't. That's true. That's, that's a very important. You and me, girl. It was same, same. All right. Um, well, I kind of threw that curveball at you with the favorite show, and it's funny that you said nobody should move to Orange County. I'm guessing that's a little bit selfish on your part. No, they should. It's it's beautiful here. They they should move here actually, and and come be my friend and have my ties with me. Um, <laughs> It, it, but you also want to keep the competition away because you're house hunting. I right? am house hunting, and I, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> oh, um, it's so to all of our listeners who are house hunting, they they feel your pain. Tell us what is it like on a scale of one to ten? How bad is the house hunting pain right now? It, it it's so bad that when I tell people just in conversation, oh, we're trying to buy a house, they go, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like it's not that bad i mean (laughs) i mean but it is we actually had a story this week about homebuyer fatigue Mm -hmm. how people who have been trying to buy a home for so long in this crazy white hot market have just gotten so fed up and so frustrated with their dream home being snatched out from under them that people are actually losing sleep and losing weight Oh. Because of the stress of this. So like are they? I mean, this is a real thing. And I'm like, thank God I'm not in the market right now looking because I, I don't know that I could hack it. Well, I'm gaining weight, so I don't know who's <laughs> telling you this. <laughs> that is fake news. Um, <laughs> you just watched me eat a Halloween, you know, fun size Kit Kat bar. Um because my husband yeah, you just ate like one Twix. I <laughs> Kit Kat, let's be sp- <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's For be the sponsors here. out there she was eating a Kit Kat <laughs> and it was my third one of the day <laughs> um but it, it's it's a nightmare it really is how long have you been house hunting uh since April oh wow maybe so I okay and I'm coming from New York we mm. so my husband and I grew up in Southern California. We were high school sweethearts. We went to, we were from the same town and he, he got a job in New York. So we moved over there and quickly found that it is just the real estate nightmare capital of America. It is so hard to rent an apartment there. Right. It, it was just oh, oh, it, rough. And so when we were moving back to California, I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, there won't be the that crazy competition there won't be you know lines out the door looking at these apartments and you know we're home you know and we go to our first open house and i'm like what's that line for oh no <laughs> like it hit me in waves like like oh it's you know maybe somebody you know is selling tacos you know <laughs> maybe it's girl scout cookies girl scout cookies are late this year i don't know and like, okay, where's the house? Oh, that's the house. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> um, it just lines out the door, and and they list like somebody somewhere saw a news story that said houses are going for a hundred thousand dollars over list price, and they said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to 
list my house for $100,000 under list price. Yeah, and then start a bidding war. Everyone and their mom and their cousins and their friends' cousins and their cousins' friends' cousins are going to come stand in line for my Girl Scout cookie line. And then Jillian and her husband cannot get a house. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they end up selling for prices that aren't unreasonable, but they look shocking when you look at the list price. Well, that's stressful. stressful. (laughs) Thank you for confirming my decision not to enter the real estate market at this current juncture. Yeah, don't do it. Um, And we're only doing it. We would be the people who sit it out, you know. We're not competitive people and we're not rich people. (laughs) Um, But we have a baby and she would like Mm -hmm. her own room because we currently live in a one-bedroom condo, which I, I bought five years ago. Um, so people are like, Oh, do you want to sell your house? And I'm like, no, I we kind of want to keep it as like an investment property. And, you know, and, and they're like, Oh, Oh, you want to buy? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. Well, so just to be clear, so you, you do own your current home, I, but it's just too small for your, your growing. Yeah. Family. It's just a one bedroom, which has been great compared to our New York studio. Um, mm. you know, cause I, I was pregnant and. My husband had to deal with me in a studio during quarantine in Brooklyn. And so our one bedroom seems huge. Right. Um, but one of these days, yeah, our, our daughter's going to. Oh, yeah, I mean, one bedroom can only go so far. Yeah, I'm in a one yeah. bedroom and it's just me. So I don't, having a husband and a baby. It's. Uh, and you're. It gets tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you're feeling the squeeze. Um, like many home buyers are across the country. And we both work from home, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I'm so, I have so many questions about your home buyer journey and I'm, I'm sorry if it's triggering for you, no. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure as we continue along with this podcast, I'd love to hear more about it. And, uh, maybe our listeners will have some questions for you too, and, and know that they have a shoulder to, to lean on. Absolutely. And if you want, I can just like lay down on a couch and I'll pay you like $150 an hour. And then <laughs> <laughs> you'll pay me. That's a steal. And we'll just, we'll just talk about it. <laughs> Why haven't I been doing this the whole time? (laughs) Well, we'll get into uh, some news. I know we haven't been gracing your podcast apps with our presence for the past couple weeks as we've been, uh, you know, a little busy and people have been having babies. But we're back and there's been a lot going on. Uh, first to mention, and I'm sure most of y'all have seen this, is that Christina Hawk, the star of HGTV's Christina on the Coast and formerly of Flipper Flop, is engaged again <laughs> for the third time. Repeat offender. <laughs> Repeat offender. I don't even know. Is the ink even dry on her divorce papers from Aunt Anstead? Nobody uses ink these days. It's all on the computer. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> just I don't know. One of my colleagues was like, she just loves love. <laughs> I don't know. I I look, I feel like more power to you. If you I, you know, if you love love, wonderful. If you love marriage, wonderful. You know. 
he seems like a nice guy from the the pictures. He doesn't have social media, which I I don't know how I feel about that. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) Yeah. So his name is Joshua Hall, Mm -hmm. and he is a real estate agent. She apparently has an affinity for real estate bros. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a real estate agent in Texas. And you're right, Jillian. He does not have social media, which is one surprising fact about him. That we found out this week, uh, we have a story on Realtor.com News and Insights. We'll link to it in the show notes, as we always do. Uh, this is surprising facts about Josh Hall that you didn't know. And yeah, not on social media. Yeah, I don't know if that's suspicious or if if it feels like homeboy-ish, if that makes sense. You know, is he just like a small town boy who doesn't have Instagram because he spends all his time on the farm? Or, I, I don't know. Or is it like he's keeping a secret? Maybe he has a few marriages. Maybe he just doesn't want to be bothered. I, yeah, I, it doesn't. He doesn't need it. It doesn't seem like he doesn't want to be bothered, though. He's about to marry a celebrity. Yeah. I. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's done quite a bit of real estate deals in his life, although a lot of them haven't been like super luxury like to i'm sorry this says two hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand dollar range <laughs> that's a large range especially in texas <laughs> i mean i i actually don't know about austin i've heard it's more expensive there it's i, I don't I, yeah but i like i like respect it if he is doing two hundred thousand dollars you know just starter homes that's cool yeah. right um, apparently, he was formerly a cop, mm-hmm. police officer. I don't know. He seems young to have like two careers. I don't know. He's he's not gray. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could dye his hair. He, he looks young. I mean, being a police officer is stressful work, so maybe he just didn't like it. But I mean, I'm just saying that there's a lot that goes into being an officer there's a lot that goes into being a real estate agent it seems like a it's a definitely a hard left turn in terms of career changes yeah i don't know i maybe i'm i'm reaching i christina Um, is from orange county like me we're basically mm -hmm. neighbors she reminds me of half of the women that i know um Eh. and (laughs) so maybe i'm (laughs) Maybe I'm a little defensive of her. I feel like I'm just like, uh-huh, we'll get... And where was he born? And how old is he? And what are? Mm-hmm. why does his last relationship end? Apparently, he became a police officer at the age of 21, retired 16 years later. He is now supposedly 41 years old, which makes him two years older than Christina. Okay, well, I actually like all of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You approve. Two thumbs up. That is a long career, actually. He loves dogs. I like that. Okay, I like that, too. And I like that he's age-appropriate. I also really like how Tarek's, Heather Heather and Tarek together, they're not a weird age difference, you know, Um, all these celebrities. But again, I'm just judgy. Well, then how do you feel about Aunt Anstead and Renee Zellweger? Do you think it's an inappropriate pairing given their age difference? Um, I can't even remember how old Renee is. 
I think she's 10 or 15 years older than him. I, I don't know. She's Renee Zellweger. She can do whatever she wants, I think. Um, <laughs> all right. So you're a little loosey-goosey with your rules is what I'm learning. <laughs> I guess. I'm just coming on here talking a big game. <laughs> Josh Josh Hall's sisters are reality TV famous. Right. His younger sister, Stacy Hall Adams, appeared regularly on The Hills as Stacy the bartender. That's good. I never watched The Hills, but I think you did. I watched it a little bit. <laughs> okay. It- One of his sisters, Jessica, now hosts a podcast that she formally hosted with Heather Ray Young. Yes. That's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon to me. It doesn't mean that much. I figure like all the people down in that area, in your area mm-hmm. and in this world, like you're, they're all Kevin Bacon, right? Right. But I'm kind of wondering, because he's in Austin. I don't know if she... I mean, knows anybody in Austin. She clearly knows people in Tennessee because she just got that house there. But I'm kind of thinking, I wonder if he went to a party with his sister and Heather was there and was like, oh, Jessica, you're my best friend. (laughs) I'm here with with my fiance. Oh, Tarek, this is Josh. Oh, that's so nice. And then and then Christina was like, oh, I'm here to pick up the kids. And Josh was like, whoa, big hard eyes, you know, like a cartoon. And that's you have written an entire narrative. <laughs> I'm here for it. I like it. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I'm, I'm just saying, what if that's how they met? Maybe that's, you know, not just a coincidence. I tried to say coinkydink. <laughs> I also tried to say coincidence at the same time. <laughs> a coinkydence. <laughs> um, a dance. Ignore me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it very well could be. I mean, we don't know the story. Uh, apparently, they were privately dating for uh, a while before they went public. But it can't have been too long because she just divorced Aunt Anstead in December or November, or December of last year. And and we never knew really what the, you know, who was the one saying, okay, I'm leaving. Sort of. I, I know this is yeah. real estate news, but I'm nosy. I'm kind of wondering. Oh, no. You know, I mean, this is, we go off on tangents all the time. This is why we're here. <laughs> um, but I, I'm kind of just sitting here as the viewer thinking, wow, that was fast for both of them. I wonder if, if Aunt was like, wow, I've always wanted to date Renee Zellweger. And now here she is on my Celebrity IOU car show. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know who, who went to who and said this, it ain't you, but. And I, I don't think that we'll ever know. I do like in this story that we have about uh, 10 surprising facts about Joshua Hall that Christina explained on her Instagram that she and Josh have been dating in strict privacy for several months prior to her going public with the relationship in July 2021. And then she says, and I quote, I met Josh when I wasn't in a state of fear or fight or flight. I had taken time off social, hired a spiritual coach, and smoked a buffo, buffo, toad, which basically reset my brain and kicked out years of anxiety in 15 minutes. When we met this past spring, the synchronicities hit us so hard and fast they were impossible to ignore. What did she smoke? And where can I get that? Like, what? (laughs) Is this a sponsored post? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> like Christina's influencing for buffo toad. I don't know. I don't know what buffo buffo toad is, but I'm I'm very intrigued now. I'm just googling <laughs> smoke buffo toad anxiety. Psyche psychedelic toad venom relieves depression, anxiety, and stress. Uh, this is from marijuanamoment.net. <laughs> Reset her brain and kicked out years of anxiety in 15 minutes. Okay. I mean, you do you. Sign me up. I mean, I, I just, I never thought that I'd read that sentence in conjunction with this, with Christina, you know, finding love for the third time. But, um, you know, more power to her. Bless. I'm this story has layers and we'll just see what happens next. I'm happy for her. That's I'm happy too. That's how I feel. Well, in a weird uh related note, I guess, this is a it's a great segue and we didn't really plan it this way, but uh this week we decided to recap Flipping 101 with Tarik Musa, formerly Christina Hawk's husband. Flipping 101 returned a couple weeks ago, and so Jillian and I decided to tune in for episode two of season two and see what's going down with Tarek. I mean, we gave Christina her time. We gotta we gotta give fair fair play to Tarek. Absolutely. You know, fair is fair. Fair is fair. <laughs> this was my first time watching a full episode of Tarek Musa. Um, well, you're welcome. Jillian, I know, is well-versed <laughs> in in the world of flipping 101 and flip or flop. Uh, Jillian, I was really surprised how much I liked Tarek. Yes. He was very likable. <laughs> he He's gotten more likable over the years, I think. Uh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've just kind of been following them forever. You know, like I said, I... I with both of them, I feel like like I know them both, and I I I love to hate them if that makes sense. Like I oh well, the, we all do, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, my husband and I we just kind of you know quote them. What we do our impressions of them a lot. Oh, can you do one? Well, I mean, it doesn't actually sound like them, but we just make fun of them in that way where. Where Tarek was always like, oh, I just, we have to spend this money. And then he'd make this face like, oh, no. <laughs> and Christina would like walk on to flip or flop and be like, oh, look at my shoes. Not saying look at my shoes. But she kind of had that like walk like, oh, I'm famous. Look at my big sunglasses. And I just did my hair, especially for this show. But I'm pretending that this is all very inconvenient for me. And I have to tell Tarek that. Oh, I really like this backsplash, which I'm going to hold up with my fancy, fancy nails. And <laughs> then he goes, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know, like he's pooping. Um. <laughs> and that's the recap, folks. <laughs> Ta-da. No need to watch Flip or Flop. That's just, that's the recap. Well, and then, then it's like commercial. And then you come back and it, it's like the, the 10 second recap of her going, look at this backsplash with my nails. And then he goes, mm, I'm pooping. And then. <laughs> Why did I have to say that twice? He says I'm pooping? And no. <laughs> but he makes his face like that looks like Sorry. he's pooping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like 
like clearly Christina is coming to him with expensive backsplashes at all <laughs> all hours of the day. Oh. And he's just like ready for for another like oh it's twelve dollars a square foot and he's like oh no I wanted two dollars a square foot <laughs> every episode it without fail wow. at least once maybe twice and then well if those two crazy kids couldn't make it I don't know who can but I have seen a big difference uh, from the two of them on on their new shows Christina on the coast and then flipping one hundred and one with Tara Gomez and okay I feel like. She's gotten worse on her show, and he's gotten better on his show, which interesting. Yeah, um, Tarek's kind of he's gotten in shape more, <laughs> which I'm kind of like, yes. is this influencing my opinion of him? That's not right. Uh. But but I just feel like maybe he's just healthier, happier, living life. You know, he seemed. Fairly easygoing. Um, again, as I, I, this is my first Tarek, full Tarek experience, and so I wasn't really familiar with the format of flip, flipping one hundred and one. Do you want to give the 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 rundown of yeah, so how it works and what the episode was about? The whole the whole show is just Tarek is an, an expert in in real estate, so he the show picks a couple for him each episode and they have already bought or are about to buy, buy a fixer in Southern California. And he's, he's going to come in every so often, every couple months and just kind of advise. And he, um, walks the house with them sort of thing. And, and he goes, Oh, you're doing the shower wrong. And they go, Oh really? Cause I thought we could save money if we did this. And he's like, Nope, you can't save money with, by putting, you know, wood in the shower instead of tile. That's dumb. And then they go, oh, okay, sorry. And then they ignore him. And they do whatever he told them not to do. And then they have to redo it later. And... <laughs> I did experience that. Sometimes they do what he did tell them to do. And then it's a success, usually. <laughs> and then sometimes they make a you know fair amount of money on the flip yeah and you know that and that's a show and then every so often he has like a personal life thing it, not so much with the first season the first season i think it was all just 30 minute episodes and it was real fast i liked it it was efficient mm. it was in and out um, they're probably just testing the waters i'm guessing to see if it was a hit yeah i, I guess so but the second season the first episode um we got to see Tarek touring and then buying his new house, the Newport Beach house, I believe. And the one that flooded, we covered that a little bit um, on realtor.com. Um, but so we, we just got to see before the flooding. <laughs> and in, in this episode, he has a health scare and that's sort of his like personal B plot for this one. Yeah, it's very weirdly mixed in with the like demolition and renovating, and then it was suddenly like Tarek has celiac disease. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Tarek goes to the doctor because his stomach hurts, and then he's allergic to gluten, and then we're gonna show him cooking um, with his kids, you know, l lentil pasta, and it was just sort of shoved in there. But yeah, and I just 
spoiler alert, Tarek El Musa has celiac disease on top of <laughs> several other health issues. They announced earlier this week that he tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. yeah. And he's vaccinated. I mean, which is he's vaccinated. So as a breakthrough mm-hmm. case, and I guess, you know, his fiance, Heather Ray Young, she also is vaccinated, but did not test positive. But still they're, um they've shut down production on the very show we're recapping right now, mm-hmm. Flipping 101. And he's quarantining with Heather uh, until they can, you know get a a negative test and until his symptoms go away. So, I mean, what that it's going to be at least two two weeks. That's what they say. You know, kids are with Christina. He is home quarantining. I I mean, I assume, um, and and not filming the show, which is a a bummer to me because I like watching it. I got to get my, my Tarek fix. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) COVID waits for no one. Jillian. Uh, I mean, yeah, you you know, his representative said all the things that you would expect them to say, which is that, you know, they've been very cautious on set and that they were tested multiple times a week while filming. And Tarek had many negative tests and then he had a positive one. So the, the statement that his rep gave said, Tarek is listening to the advice of his doctors and won't be scheduled to return to filming until he tests negative and his quarantine is complete. Heather Ray continues to feel great and test Good negative. For her. So, <laughs> I, I wonder if that's a, a hint that Tarek doesn't feel. I mean, of course, he probably doesn't feel so great, but hopefully this is just yeah, a, mild a mild case case of it since he's mm-hmm. vaccinated. But I, I mean, this you're right. This guy cannot catch a break. So he's he's got COVID mm-hmm. now, even though he's vaccinated, uh, apparently now has celiac disease. And he had cancer, what, twice? Yeah. I knew about one cancer well, about, but I didn't know about the second y- one. Yeah, he had the neck one, and then I think he had testicular cancer, like right after that. Just a lot going on. A lot going on, but I'm still going to laugh about how weirdly sewn into this episode the celiac oh, disease thing was. Uh, it's your right. Because it was just super weird. <laughs> why Why wouldn't you? <laughs> the discussion about his toes hurting, just make, it still makes me laugh. Uh, so. Yes. And just um, how awkward it is. Just like, oh, we're just sitting in the kitchen. I'm sitting in this, like, this corner by the fridge. Just this is where I hang out. And she's like, oh, I'd like to go to yoga. And he's like, but my toes hurt. And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, babe, I think that you should go to the doctor. And he's like, okay, babe. She's like, cool, babe. And then he's like, because my stomach hurts too sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's my like, toes and my stomach, that must mean something. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I know, we'll get some blood work. I was like, okay. So, and then it's like, okay, now we're at the doctor's office and we did all this blood work and you have celiac. And, and he has this face like, like, how much is this tile? And <laughs> the pooping face, yeah. but but less. It was it was more like confused pooping. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, that that part was weird. I mean, I appreciate knowing, and I, I I guess that's just how they decided that they needed to release the news that he has celiac. But it seemed not. It just it it seemed like a weird non sequitur, I guess, mm-hmm. to me. Um, in the middle of this episode. Which <laughs> we should get to, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this, this episode was starring a couple that was featured in season one. Mm-hmm. I, I know you told me. And I actually started to go back and watch that episode. It was 
Patricia and Legacy. Yes. They used to be professional dancers and then decided that dancing wasn't going to, you know, be an end game for them, or nor is it for anyone. So they needed to become professional house flippers. Right. And a natural transition. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> dancing, real estate. I mean, it's all the same. Um, so they bought this place in Studio City for $1.255 million. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they had a rehab budget of 300000 But they knew they need Tarek's help. So they put up the bat signal or the Tarek signal. <laughs> and they, uh, they called Tarek in and said, help us rehab this home so that we can make the ultimate profit. Uh, now I guess Legacy and Patricia, who used to date, are no longer together, and it was abundantly clear why from the very get-go. Uh, this couple is a hot mess, to say the least. Yeah, they. it doesn't seem like it was super amicable. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I was surprised that they were still, like, thinking they were going to work together. Yeah. Because they... It it was just like <laughs> the whole time. I felt yeah. Like. It didn't it didn't seem friendly to to begin with. It was sort of like we you almost got the impression that they bought the house, mm, yeah, and then immediately regretted it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we have to do something with it now, and we need outside help. And so Tarek was sort of playing home flipper, but also therapist to this relationship. Yeah, well, and I think it was kind of perfect that that he was there because he has experience flipping with his ex, Christina. So. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So I was sort of like, well, you know, good, good to have them, you know. He knew how to navigate that tension. Yeah. No, no better partner for them than Tarek. I felt like. But so, and you, you watched season one. So you saw this couple then probably screw up, but I was just, I was blown away. They just kept making dumb decisions and they didn't listen to Tarek. They'd call him in and then not listen to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legacy is a man child who <laughs> doesn't read contracts or yeah. permits or like any, doesn't read and then submits stuff to the city and then it didn't get approved and they were set back by like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then Patricia, Patricia must have been smoking the buffo buffo toad <laughs> because I she made some really questionable choices along the way. Very questionable. And this was her second time doing that too, where in, in season one, she makes these notoriously bad cabinet decisions and Targ's like don't do that don't pick those ugly cabinets and she's like I'm gonna pick the ugly cabinets and they are installed and and it's like oh yeah those are ugly and she's like no 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 (laughs) this isn't how they're supposed to look though and then I watched this episode and she was like oh I know we'll we'll put this this tile in the bathroom and it'll be great and Targ's like don't do that and she's like no no no, it'll it'll be it'll be great you'll like it a lot like okay I don't think I will (laughs) And she puts it in and it looks stupid. It's just this, um, I forget what, what it's called. Um, pay, it was just, it was 18th century tile from France, but it, they, they look like pavers yeah, that you would see outside. Yeah. And 
I'm a huge fan of like exposed brick mm-hmm. and stone, but she put it in this bathroom that had really sleek, modern everything tile in the the shower and the tub and mm-hmm. like it just there was no continuity it didn't make any sense Tark told her ahead of time it didn't make any sense and it was super expensive mm-hmm. too it's not like she got a deal on this and she was trying to go affordable it was just it was a bizarre decision and at the very end um they had buyers come through the house and the buyers commented on it i mean it just she needed to be beat over the head with the idea that it was a bad idea. It was wrong. It, it was just wrong. <laughs> it was wrong. But but I actually, I saw Joanna Gaines put almost the same tile, if not the same tile, in in a house for the the reboot of Fixer Up or the Fixer Up or Forever Home or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I thought it looked kind of good. It, it was all of the, you know, living room. It was like the main flooring. And she had sort of just this like old world vibe for the whole home. And um and I, I don't know, I, I I liked it. So when she picked out this tile, I was like, Oh, because you saw it on Fixer Upper. Or you know <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But also living room seems different to me than the bathroom. Yeah. Did Joanna put it in the bathroom? I, I don't think so. I think she just put it in the living room with the exposed beams and the, it, it looked yeah, very Yeah, that like, makes sense to me. Yeah. But she was like, I know, I'll just put it in the, the bathroom. And it looks so weird because the bedroom hardwood is right there. And there's no like transition. Mm-hmm. And then the shower, this like pretty gray and white modern shower tile is yeah. also right there. And it's just like... The potential buyers actually said, they were like, if this is the original floor and they mm-hmm. kept that, then that's cool. But if they did that on purpose, then that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and Tark, Tark made his face and he was like, told you so. Yeah. Which is <laughs> a different face from the pooping face. This one's the like, well. Triumphant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told you so. Babe. Yeah. Um, other than that, I actually was more impressed with the final product than I thought I would be having Patricia describe it as they went through. Um, they like you, you were just talking about the old world look that Joanna did. Maybe she was copying that because they put stone exposed stone in the kitchen. Yeah. And you know, when I saw that, I thought of, um, Alice and Victoria on, um, rock the block season two. Um, it was a totally different material. She and Mike Holmes put, put brick, but I kind of felt like it was the same sort of look vibe, just like lots of texture on that back wall. So when she was Love describing it. it, I was like, Oh no, that'll be cool. And Tark was like, mm, that's weird. And I was like, no, I think it'll, I think it'll look like that rock the block house where it was, it kind of just has that like old European kitchen, but, mo- but still modern, but still kind of modern. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. I like that it was I the- thought it was gorgeous. I again thought and that everything turned out better than I expected. The exterior, mm-hmm. they also did a full makeover on and it was gorgeous. Yeah. They um it looked modern and contemporary and they have these big huge picture windows with this view. The, apparently the selling point of this place was the view of Studio City and with the power the- lines. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I've seen better views. It's not that this one was bad, but I was like, oh, yeah, no, it like wasn't bad. This it, view thing. You know, it was very pretty. But I, I was 
whenever they were like, oh, the views. And I was like, there's like two power lines right there. Is it that <laughs> big of a deal? Like one skyscraper. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, it, it was pretty. It looked nice. Uh, the only thing I, I did notice was it didn't feel like they really touched the backyard at all. There was a pool out back. And I know they redid the pool with mm-hmm. different tile. Um, but other than that, it was like they just stuck out some folding chairs and they called it a day. I, I just was a little bit surprised about that. Yeah. they And they didn't cover it in the show, really. They were just kind of like, oh, look at the, the pool and stuff. Um, they mentioned yeah. the, the back patio. There was like an enclosed sort of sunroom sort of vibe thing. And they took down the walls and left it just as like a covered patio sort of thing, which I thought was great. They, I thought so, too. Yeah. That was another one of Patricia's decisions that I was questioning her her choices on because she was like, oh, let's take off the covering and make this a whole backyard thing. Yeah. And then both Legacy. She got shot down a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Both Legacy and, and Tark were like. No, I mean, keep the cover. This is the focal point. People like outdoor living. You can mm-hmm. add a TV. They're going to watch their kids swim in the pool, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. um, I did think that, and they added a little modern fire pit. I, I did think that it looked fine. It just didn't look luxurious, I guess. Yeah. So this, uh, to start with, was a two-bedroom, two-bathroom house. It was about 2,200 square feet. Again. In Studio City, uh, it had a pool and a covered patio. Uh, Tarek in the beginning was like, oh, it's two bedrooms and two baths. I like, you can't do a whole lot with that. So mm-hmm. they smartly made the choice to divide up some space and they turned it into a three bedroom house with two and a half baths. Mm-hmm. Big upgrade. They, for sure. Yeah. Big upgrade. They made over the kitchen in the way that we described. Uh, and the exterior, they ended up spending their budget had been three hundred thousand. They ended up going over budget by a full one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They spent four hundred and fifty k on the rehab, which is not unusual. And Patricia starts the episode by saying, "Like, oh, our last flip, I went over by a hundred thousand dollars." And Targ's like, "Oh no!" And it was like the same. They spent, I think, more than a hundred thousand in the season one episode. Is it not unusual in general or not unusual for oh, this couple? Not unusual for the couple, for these okay. two. These two not couple people who professional yes. dancers now turned house lovers. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the point they drive home here is the break-even point. Yes. So yeah. with the fact that they bought it for $1.255 million, they spent four hundred fifty k on the rehab. Their break-even point became $1.898 million. So they needed to get, obviously, that much to break even. Yeah. So, I mean, they were lucky in that they got an offer even before it was finished, uh, which is a good stress reliever, you know, <laughs> when you're renovating a house, knowing that there's somebody that's going to buy it. I think that probably takes the pressure off a lot. And that offer was what? 2.4 million. Right. Well, so that's the thing that I was sort of, I was, maybe it's the, the buyer in me that was like, well, Hey, that's not fair because, um, the, the prospective buyer came and said, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy this house for, I think it was, um, I want to say it was 2.2 
And Tarek was like, Ooh, you know, that that's tough. Like, do you want to settle for that? Or could you could get more money? You know, they kind of had a back and forth and he was like, you know what? You should say if they want it for a two, three, five, I think it was that they can have it, you know, it's theirs mm-hmm. and, and, you know, deal is done sort of thing. So they went back and the buyer actually said, you know what? I'll do you one better. I'll buy it for 2.4. And then they still said no. <laughs> and I was sort of like, that's not fair. Like you should, if Tarek's saying, you should, you know, say it, it's yours if they go, come to this price and they're going over that price, it should be theirs, you know? <laughs> like just getting a little spoken like a buyer with with fatigue. Yeah. I I just feel like they were getting a little greedy. And so then they have this offer for 2.4 and they're still saying, well, let's just put it on the market and see what people say. And what people said was they were like, what's with the weird bathroom tile? (laughs) (laughs) I know. And they didn't get any offers higher than that. So they ended up taking that offer for 2.4 from the very nice buyers who are still willing to work with them. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we see where Jillian's prejudices, prejudices, prejudices are right now. <laughs> Let me lay back and <laughs> and on on my couch, and I'll <laughs> tell you my stresses. No, I mean I also was a little bit surprised that they th- those buyers didn't back out at any point. I felt like they were very. I thought that Patricia and Legacy were extremely lucky that it ended up the way that they did and that they made a profit of 500k yeah i mean that's fantastic given the fact that legacy failed to file proper paperwork and like didn't do due diligence and then patricia made some odd choices and then they got this offer that you know they could have taken but they didn't they totally were trying to see what if they could get something better and these buyers stuck by them. So yeah, I see, I see your point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just kind of irked me a little bit, but you know, good for them. These buyers got the house they wanted. Patricia and legacy are $502,000 richer. Good for <laughs> them. And no longer working together after this and no longer working together which was surprising to me because it was like oh you made so much money you know maybe something you're doing is working don't you know yeah don't change the soup sort of thing is that don't you think maybe that was Tarek what was Tarek well was part of the soup recipe was it Tarek's input oh yeah um yeah I don't know I I I guess it is they can't have them for every flip right but I was still thinking if they had a bad flip, yeah, okay, you know, split, split up. But if, if it's a good flip, I don't know, maybe keep, buy another house, see what happens. Mm. Um, but no, they, Legacy and Patricia decided they're going to go their separate ways. Um, seemed amicable though. Patricia was like, oh, we'll always have each other's back sort of thing, which was nice. Or at least a nice thing to say to the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. All, all in all, a successful flip. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoyed the episode. Um, again, I went back to start to watch the the previous season where his first exposure to Legacy and Patricia occurred. Um, 
those two. I'm not sure I can stomach watching those two for another episode, though. They kind of made me mad. But uh, yeah, I did. I liked Tarek a whole lot more than I thought I did. So I might keep watching. Um, are you? I I assume you're going to. Uh, you're staying on the Tarek train. Oh, first class passenger. Of course, I watch. <laughs> I watch all of the Tareks. I've seen every episode. All right. Well, we may be recapping another one in our future. Now it's time for Making Moves. This is the part of our show where we discuss things that we've already discussed. (laughs) We're giving you guys updates on some of the celebrity homes that have sold or been bought since we last talked about them. First up, and we do have a few this week. First up is one that we just talked about last episode. It's Matt Damon's Pacific Palisades home. Uh, the one that I called very Matt Damon-y. He had cut $3 million from the price of it in order to find a buyer. And I guess it worked because the place is now pending. Matt picked up the property back in 2012 for 15 million. He listed it at the beginning of this year for 21 million and then had to cut the price. So it was most recently on the market for 17.9 million. We don't know the final sales price. Maybe it was over, maybe it was under. We'll let you know when we find out, but it's good to know that he did find a buyer and that it's pending. Uh, so now he can complete his. Um, not transformation, but his <laughs> his move to the East Coast because he's in Brooklyn now. Right, right. He and I switched. We talked about it last year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Matt, I'm in Brooklyn and it's great, but I think I'd like to come back to California. And he was like, oh, great. I'll just move into your tiny studio. Um, and I was like, well, I mean, what's your house on the market for? 17.9? Oh, well, I'll, I'll think about it. And I didn't end up buying this this beautiful house with its own gym and massage room. I mean, um, he didn't. He just didn't need that much. I didn't right? need that much space. I looked at it, but I was like, no. I think I'll keep searching for <laughs> the perfect. Place. Yeah, the perfect 1970s build. <laughs> I hope and, you do find it. <laughs> uh, I hope I find it, and then I hope that a property brother. Maybe Jonathan, he's my favorite. I hope that they come in and help me renovate it. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but this this house that he sold is beautiful. I I love it. I, it's it's, I, it's incredible. And I honestly, like as I said last episode, I can't see anybody but Matt Damon in it. So I'm not really sure whoever bought it has big shoes to <laughs> I don't in know. I could mind. see me in it. I- <laughs> well, why did you buy it? Then? I don't. <laughs> Darn. Uh, no, I love it. I think my husband would love this too. I think it's it's a little more masculine um, than than that the like average bear. I don't- <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you're exactly home. right. Yeah, um, it does have a masculine. It's it's not overtly masculine, but it's no. It's- it's got, but it's it's on the masculine side. It's a lot of like clean lines and and those like earthy browns, a lot of like wood happening. Dark wood, yeah. Dark wood, some lots of black framed windows. Yeah, um, 
Uh, I'll be very interested to see who ended up buying this, if it was uh, another celebrity or just some other rich person in a lolly. Hard left turn into our next making move. It's Lori Laughlin and her husband, Massimo Giannulli. Lori, as you probably know, is recently out of prison for her part in the college admissions scandal. Lori and Massimo both served their time. And although they ended up selling some one, at least one of their properties uh, before they went to prison, they've now bought another mansion. This is in La Quinta, California, which Mm -hmm. is close to Palm Springs. And they splurged on a home for $13 million. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not my seventeen point nine million dollar mansion <laughs> house, um, but yeah, it's nice. Um, I'm just sort of like WTF. Like you just got out of prison within I think maybe it was December 2020. It was within the year, and now you're buying a mansion. Like you have that much money after paying off all your criminal defense attorneys and whatnot to yeah. then just go buy another enormous place for 13 million. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the whole, her whole deal is, <laughs> it's just problematic, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that she makes like a, a Martha Stewart post jail comeback. Really? I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not really rooting for her. I don't I'm kinda I don't know who is. What? I don't I don't know anybody, frankly, who is rooting for her. No, I I mean I feel like she's just kind of the villain of of uh, what what year what did that break? Twenty nineteen? Yeah, something Um, I don't know. Anything before COVID I I is a blur. Yeah, I frankly. Um but I don't know. I just I it's not a problem it's a challenge for her i think didn't you say her daughter's on dancing with the stars her daughter is on dancing with the stars olivia Um, jade yeah and i i watched part of her her first dance i'm not the hugest dancing with the stars person oh me neither but i um i have tuned in from time to time to see a couple of people and i know people who are watching this season specifically for cody rigsby who's the peloton instructor um, okay. People, a, a lot of my friends are really excited about him, but I, I also know they have Matt James, who's former Bachelor on, and then, yeah, Olivia Jade. Like, how was her dance? It, it was okay. I mean, I the whole time I was just like, wow, yeah, she does look like Aunt Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wanted, like, her, her Dancing with the Stars dance to have, like some humor or something in it. Yeah. Like I want, I want them to like poke fun at themselves. I'm, I'm waiting for some sort of, I don't know, comeback. No, I think that would go a long way instead of buying up multi-million dollar mansions in the desert. But, and then wearing a, a cute dress to dance with on TV. I don't know. W- wouldn't yeah. they be a great pair if Lori and Olivia were on the next episode of flipping one on one with Tara Galmusa? I would be here for it. What are they going to flip? They're I don't know. They just buy a brand like new some... place in La Quinta? Uh, sure. Okay. Maybe <laughs> they they take that, they flip it, and then they we see them pick stupid tiles and then we laugh at them and then it all looks kind of okay. 
<laughs> no, we don't want it to all be okay. She did a, a very serious crime. <laughs> no, I no no love for Lori yet. No. Um, for me, and I'm a little little bitter that they're still buying up uh, expensive properties. But that's just mm-hmm. me. I'm trying to be positive. Just oh no, we're not we're Lori. not here for being positive. Okay, then I hate um, her and our stupid pretty house. <laughs> I hate. Although you can be positive about this. This is our, our final making move today is once again, the illustrious Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, we have reported on this podcast several times now when Shaq's house has gone pending and then it falls right back out and then it goes pending and then it falls right back out. It looks like a hotel. It looks like like the fancy hotel at Disney World. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot going on in this house, and it's very specifically tailored to Shaq. Um, well, it was, and but then he got uh, some new representation, and I think they took a little bit of the Shaq out of it. They restaged it. They remodeled some. But it's a big job. It's just huge. It It is. It it's, is big. It's a small city. Uh, it's in Windermere, Florida. Yeah. The budget for staging must have been sixteen point five million dollars. It's a thirty-one thousand square foot place, and I, I I need to get to the news is that it's pending again, and that's yeah. why we're we're thrilled. Um, it was on the market for sixteen point five million. Again, thirty-one thousand square feet, twelve bedrooms, eleven and a half baths, and yeah. He might have find a buy- found a buyer, so I'm hoping that third time's the charm here. Yeah, you know, Shaq and Christina go on for number three. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah. I mean, it- <laughs> she's doing great. I- <laughs> I- <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing, sweetie. I- no, it's yeah, <laughs> good for. I'm I'm really happy for her, and I'm really happy for Shaq. Very happy for Shaq. We'll have to wait and see if it um, makes sure it does not pop out of pending again. But I'm really crossing my fingers that this time is the one. And then yeah. we'll see who bought it. Let's move right on into winners and losers. Winners and losers is the end of our show where we discuss the real estate deals that celebrities have made. We identify a good deal and then we identify one really kind of bad deal uh, this week though we we didn't have any bad deals we've had a lot of celebrities who've been selling their properties after a long time and ordinarily we might call them a loser because it took them a while but we're gonna we're gonna think positive this week and say that they're they're winners for finally offloading um, so we've got two winners for you this week Our first winner of the week is Kelly Clarkson. This one has been on the market for forever. It's been a long time. And I'm kind of surprised because it's really cute. Um, It's gorgeous. It's in Encino, California. If you might recall, she recently earlier this year sold her Nashville home, which had also been on the market for a while. This one was, you know, lagging behind. It's a 10,000 square foot, 
eight-bedroom, nine-and-a-half-bathroom house in Encino. It's a very modern farmhouse style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just gorgeous. I mean, the the yard is great. She has a pool. It's a nice green area, which is hard to find in, you know, in this area. Yes. Um, the, the house looks huge. Um, and it has a gym. It has it has my wine room, although it doesn't. It has the like sideways wine storage, <laughs> but all the finishes are are beautiful everywhere. I mean, just shower tiles and kitchens and and floors. Everything looks brand new and and done well. Yeah, I was always a little bit puzzled as to why this sat in the market. I was just going to ask so you why. Why do you think it it's long? Sat? I'm not sure. And well, so the interesting thing is she had a, initially put the place on the market for 10 million and that was back in May of 2020. So a full mm-hmm. year and a half ago, she sold the property for a loss at 8.24 million. Um, so again, that's why like initially I was like, oh, maybe she's a loser, but she did finally sell it. Plus she bought it for about the same amount. So she, it was, she kind of broke even on this. And, um, I, I think it's just good that she finally got rid of it, but I don't know why it, why it lingered so long. I don't know why she couldn't find a, uh, a buyer. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess I was busy with Matt Damon's place, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really, it looks like exactly every house that, that you would want you know it looks like like it's just made for a magazine to me i mean the light fixtures the furnishings like everything's really top-notch like this is not this looks very move-in ready very chic hotel please rent me as the fanciest airbnb for your bachelorette party you know yeah um i mean it's and it's farmhouse but i'm not a big farmhouse fan um, not, yeah, it doesn't just, offend me though. I mean, it's very contemporary at the same time. Well, and it it doesn't look um like super overdone, I guess. Mm-mm. Like some finishes, I'm just like, oh, I haven't really seen that before. That looks good, you know? Right. Um, so I don't. Well, good for Kelly. Good for, for Kelly for finally selling it. Um, I'm for for breaking even on this place that she's been trying to sell for a year and a half. We're going to call her winner number one this week. Mm -hmm. And winner number two is athlete NBA star Scottie Pippen. And Scottie Pippen is a sports player. What is he playing? Scotty <laughs> Pippen does play sports ball. Yes, yeah, sports ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know enough to know that that name is somehow associated with sports. You know the somehow. name, but not his, not his sport. He um, could be an announcer, for all I know. He is in the NBA Hall of Fame. And that He's- is a sport. Like, does NBA, does that stand for a... National Basketball <laughs> Oh, and now I think you're just winding me up. (laughs) There's so many acronyms. Help me out. Scotty Pippen was. (laughs) 
Scotty <laughs> Pippa played for the Chicago Bulls, which is a oh, basketball good. team. <laughs> okay. I'm like, thanks. That helps so much. Well, he played with like Michael Jordan. Have you wing- heard of Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, you guys didn't come here for sports. If you did, get out. <laughs> We're here for real estate people. <laughs> He's not here from from the the New York Snoopy Dogs or the. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Scotty Pippen's one of the the greats in basketball. Um, Not so much in real estate because he's been trying for 12 freaking years to sell his house. No, he's been trying to sell this house for 12 years? Yes. (sighs) Scotty. In. Like we're now in first name first name basis with him. Um, twelve years he's been trying to sell this place that he owns in Fort Lauderdale, and he finally, finally found a buyer. These Florida houses, man, they are a hard sell. It's had multiple price cuts over the years. It was first listed in two thousand nine. <laughs> That's a whole decade plus ago <laughs> it was first listed in 2009 for 16 million dollars has had multiple price cuts over the years it was even a rental for 40,000 a month uh and then now he sold it for 10.545 million okay. so he took a loss and again ordinarily we might call him a loser but i'd say if you've tried for 12 years at something and you finally succeeded that makes you a winner in our book yes if you i mean that's that's the like the sports background there you know try (laughs) try again if you don't sell your house (laughs) but okay can i can i just put in a little bit of home buying advice that sure i I don't know if it's really advice. It's just my personal theory. Welcome to to Jillian's home buying corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't take advice from me. I, I'm clearly bad at it. Um, but when I'm when I see a house that I like, my first thing before even looking through all the pictures is okay. Sometimes after looking at all the pictures, but I look at the the property history. Um, because if it's like this, where it's like listed, price change, relisted, price change, price change, price change, price change, taken off the market, put it on the market, things like that. It's just like, man, it's a big wh- turn off. Why is yeah? Why is it so hard to get rid of this house? Because you yeah. know, when you buy a house, like you know, our parents, grandparents might have moved into a house and stay there forever and ever and ever, but. It, it's kind of not like that anymore. You know, you keep a house for five, maybe 10 years and sell it. Mm-hmm. So you, when you're buying something, you want to feel like you're not going to have a hard time selling, selling it. it later. Yeah. yeah for so sure. af- after like two years on the market, three years on the market, 10, 11, 12, I feel like buyers must see this as a red flag. I'm wondering who it was that finally bought this house Knowing that it's been on the on the market for so long, mm. and why why know, they bought it, <laughs> what why they bought it, why I mean, because they they clearly a bunch, all those millionaires were sitting around going, mm, should I buy Shaq's house? Mm, should I buy Scotty right. Pippen's house? Well, 
in addition to the the just the paperwork looking bad, this place also languished on the market, experts think, because of the fact that it's close to a canal. I'm not sure if maybe they were concerned about uh, flooding, but also just the home's style. And I don't know, Jillian, if you've mm-hmm. had a chance to look at the photos on this place. It's very... Um, yeah, Versailles. it looks like a, it's a HGTV before is what it is. For it's, sure. It's very heavy and it I mean it's uh-huh. there's columns aplenty and I mean it it sort of looks like Caesar's Palace, honestly. Yes, it's it's like a, a mini Vegas in Florida. Yeah. I mean that's it's not not nice. It's just like very specific style that's not probably most people's. Yeah, I I think that the the thing that scares buyers is underneath the address here on the listing. It says FEMA zone flood factor ten out of ten, which isn't. Yeah, great. that'll do it. Yeah, I I mean, so that is it's not great. That's the location <laughs> that's the proximity to the canal, I guess, that is probably scaring yeah. people. And it it does look like a big project. I mean, the the master bedroom is. Um. It's something else. I mean, it's not a, a grotesque or anything, but there's like a, 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 a what do you call it? Like a dome ceiling. Um, there's like, Cathedral like a built ceiling. Yeah, yeah like, like it's a circle, you know, like they made like a special effort to make it like a statement piece with like this right. hanging chandelier. And it's just like, okay. And there's like a, a built in headboard wall thing that, I mean, I, I mean, they call it Italian inspired, but it's sort of like Italy threw up. Yeah. Oh, there's inside. a pool with a, a spiral um, slide. Well, that's fun. That'd be really fun if it wasn't flooding. In a flood zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of house. It's a big project. And if you're going to buy a house... You just don't want to be walking in thinking, hmm, how much am I going to spend on this renovation? You mm-hmm. know, that's not how you sell a house. It, Maybe it would have they been... won't spend a dime. Maybe he found a buyer who just loves the look yeah. of uh, circa 1700 Italy. Yeah. Somebody walked in and was like, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. I would love to meet them. Good. Well, we will keep an eye and see if we can find out who bought this uh, monstrosity. I I would give them their own reality show. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. I bought Scotty Pippen's old house, and this is what I'm And like. here's what I did with it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should pitch I think that's TV. a great idea <laughs> for a new... Yes. We're on the same wavelength. I think that's a great idea for a new show. Like, I bought X celebrities home, and here's what I did with it. Oh man! Oh. Hire us, HGTV, I, uh, right? <laughs> like, where? Just, just email us over the contracts, and we'll <laughs> <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. We'll we'll make it work. Maybe Tarek would be interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm warming up to Tarek, so yeah. I mean, we obviously prefer the Property Brothers, but. <laughs> Okay, I'd obviously prefer Jonathan because he's my favorite one. 
Oh, but you have a favorite. I didn't of, know. Of course. Okay. Yes, you did. I talk about it every 10 minutes. Is Jonathan the one that <laughs> – Jonathan's the one with Zoe. Yes. Okay. Because he's a catch. So, of course, okay. Zoe realized that. He's but the Drew's cuter not? one. No. Oh, yeah. We did talk about this, how you can tell them apart, <laughs> and I can't. Which is insane to me because they look completely different to me. No, you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> Um, although it is confusing because Jonathan always had the beard and I was always like, mm, I like me some beards. So that must be why I like Jonathan. But yeah. then Drew was like, oh, I heard that Jillian thinks that Jonathan, because we know each other, obviously, <laughs> likes Jonathan because he has a beard. So I'll grow a beard and I'll make Jonathan shave his. And you know what? Jonathan was still the cute one. Mm. So it wasn't even the beard. Like it was know. just him all along. <laughs> I got to watch more Property Brothers and get a better handle on this, I guess. Yeah. Everyone should watch more Property right. Brothers because well, it's it's gold. I'm excited to continue recapping with you. and I'm uh, excited. I'm having yeah. so much fun. It's it's so nice to have somebody to to talk about it with. I, I mean, my husband talks with to me about the, how, the shows that I make him watch. Um, but... He he's always really right about things. Like he's like, oh, they should have done this with the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, that's spot on. Like, and then the conversation's over because I'm just like, well, that was the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I well, we need to disagree at some point over something, but I think uh, this recap uh, there was yeah. no disagreeing on <laughs> who's who's the cuter property brother. And you're like, <laughs> I'm still there trying to none. figure out which one's which. <laughs> And that's it for House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe to our podcast. And while you're at it, if you don't mind, give us a five-star rating and write a review. That helps other people find our show, and we would so much appreciate it. If you want to learn more about the stories that we talked about today, see the photos that we discussed of the celebrity homes, you can go to your show notes. We'll include all those stories there. Or... Find those stories on Realtor.com slash news or go to Google, put in the topic and Realtor.com and it should come right up. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us. Our inbox is open. We're podcast at Realtor.com or you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is at HousePartyPod on all three We would love to hear from you there. Join in the conversation. See the photos that we've discussed. And just generally have a great time. Thanks again. And thank you again to Jillian for joining us this week. We're so excited to go on this new adventure together. The most excited. The most excited. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, Tune in next time. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.